it's a very good it's good material for a comedy skit comedy skit my head sees like five different views one of them's like like comedy central so I'm usually tuned into that one yeah so there's like a parallel comedy skit of everything that's happening my head is seeing it in a different like a Seinfeld type skit and it's persistent it's constantly like that so I just tap into that and I go ah see I, I see this situation has, you know, from this point of view, it's funny to me. I have to keep myself amused. You know? Don't you see that? Yeah. So there's a sense of amusement. It's funny. This whole place is hilarious, really. Isn't that one of the first things, like one of the best messages is laughing. There was a video on YouTube. I wish I could have had some ambition and got it together. It's about a guy on a, on a train was sent to me a while ago. He's in a train, uh, just like a one one uh, car of a train, and the place is packed, and everyone looks like they're in that going somewhere, you know, the the stress of keeping timetables and everything like that. And this one guy just starts laughing, yeah. And everyone's looking at him weird for a while, but he just keeps laughing. Was yeah. It was it in France? Yeah. It was hilarious because. It was contagious. After a while, the person next to him started laughing uncontrollably. And the next person. And after about ten minutes, the whole car was laughing uncontrollably. They just couldn't stop fucking laughing. And yet they finally pulled up to a stop, and most of them were getting out, and they all, had, you know, then the maps came back over. But for that 15 minutes, everyone said, fuck it. <laughs> I would have wanted just to see... You know, put it on there and have that as, you know, one of the activities of the quote-unquote retreat. Just watch it. Just see what happens. Just see what it's like when this just laughing becomes uncontrollable. All this mental constraint. Yeah. All, what, all what forms your face as it is right now. All those stress lines and stress fractures can just disappear through laughing. Yeah. The best time, a lot of what happened with me when this was not even yet entertained, it was uncontrollable laughter. It was just hilarious. It was just hilarious how obvious what is, is. You know? And you would be amazed how it's almost, how impossible it is to be missed. Yet it's, we can live as if we're missing it all day. It's mind-boggling. Yeah? So... Any questions? Anyone want to explore something? Yes? This selfing identification as a separate self, subject object occurrence is like if everything is a consciousness, then that itself is, you know, the creation of an an appearance, not a creation. It exists. But it doesn't exist. I mean, well, it has. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm trying to say, yeah. right? It has its appearance. It shapes. Well, does it though? Lives. But does it have an appearance, really? Well, it seems to have a power. It seems to have. But to who? Of us. But, but who? But who is that us? It seems to be, have a power over. That's the real appearance. What we're calling the appearance of self is an effect of that. The real appearance is the feeling it's, there's a you that's being fooled by selfing. Yeah? That's the real appearance. Selfing is an effect of that appearance. Yeah? There, have, there would have to be a someone to be fooled. Or it would just be seen as fooling. Yeah? You would sense the verb of it all, but usually most people aren't sensing it as a verb. They feel as if they've been fooled. Something has been fooled, yes? Yeah? So that's the original appearance, that one that believes can be fooled. Yeah? So the appearance that we're calling an appearance is given a different meaning from this by this appearance. Yeah? 
seeing this as an appearance won't do any good if you're seeing from an appearance. It will actually drive what you're calling yourself disappearance more crazy than before, probably. Because now we'll have a feeling, I'm not this, but we sensing like I am all day. Just like he went to that thing. Physicists are exploring mathematical equations and stuff and having an intellectual understanding there is no world and yet they're beating their wife when they go home. It's not translating, yeah? Because there's that appearance that's getting that's getting past, let's say, the appearance police. Yeah? So that it's not that something is real that's appearing, it's appearing real to something. Yeah? It's not that there's something that's appearing real, it's appearing real to something. But that's something. Hmm? Yes. Yes. And it's not something that's appearing. That it's also like it's as it's as it's part of the package of appearance. It's part of the whole package. No, 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 no. That's the appearance <laughs> saying it's part of the package. It's like any other appearance? Hmm? Well, does it feel like that? No, but I don't. Maybe, well, no, maybe I could say yes. Because cause it feels so real. Just like this feels real. Well, that's, this feels real because of that feeling real. Yeah? And that feels real because the mind's giving this a reality. Yeah? It's going on. It's an activity. It's verbing. It's selfing. There is no appearance, and there's nothing, there's no one or anything that an appearance is happening to. But this doesn't have reality from self in does it? This has reality because the mind... It doesn't have reality at all. <laughs> does it? Well, that's okay. This has, this has a seeming <laughs> reality, a relative reality. To only other appearances. Not just to, well, the mind and appearance as well. See, this appearance, if I hit this wall, this appearance is going to be hurt by this appearance. Yeah? But like we said yesterday, let's, let's use this, the space of this room to imply, like, mind. Not conditional mind, mind. If you notice that anything, anything that's appearing in this space can affect the space it's appearing in. Yes? It can. There's no, I can't hit the space, I can't grab it. Yes? And it's not hurting me when I hit it. It's not breaking my arm, and I'm really hitting it hard. It's not breaking my arm. I got a lot of force, but it's not recoiling. But if I did the same thing with this, it would really hurt. Yeah? So, to, to an appearance... This appearance is real because it has an effect. That's how you know something's real, let's say. It affects you. Yeah? This, that's what we're calling these things that are affecting us real because they affect us. Yeah. So you feel like if something's really affecting me, it has a sense of being real to us. Yeah? But that's an appearance giving the meaning of reality to another appearance. Yeah? The freedom from all of that is to realize you're not an appearance. If I'm not that, that doesn't mean you're and you're something because what you are doesn't appear. Yeah, there's no thing, there's no solidity anywhere. It's just seeing yeah. or awareness, if you want to call it that. Yeah. There's no way that there's this is going to affect the space of this room. And if we tore the wall down, it would be obvious that we didn't have to move space back in where the wall was. That the wall is actually an appearance in space. It's not taking up any space. It just appears to be taking up space. But when you rip the wall down, do you have to move space back into where it was? No. Yeah. Like if I left this room, you wouldn't see like a little cutout of empty space an emptiness of space 
and then suddenly someone, oh, well, we forgot, and get the you know that same size of space and put it in. Okay, now everything's okay. Yeah, it would be as if I never existed really in space. Isn't it? You'd only the only way you would know that I was here was by memory. And I really that's the only way we know think we know we're here is by memory. Actually, there's no evidence. Like when you go to sleep at night, when you wake up, don't you feel like you know the room before your eyes open? The memory sets up the whole thing. It's almost like a Google map. You see the room, and then if you think of Toronto, you'll think, see Toronto on the streets. And you haven't touched it, tasted it, seen it, smelled it, or anything. You're not even thinking it. It's more images. It's just going on and on. It's memory. Memory setting up the whole dimensional appearance. You wake up and you're right in that glove of thinking you're in appearance. And then, of course, you suffer the consequences of that as an appearance. Yeah? And an appearance is seeking relief from appearances. And the true relief from appearances is to realize you're not one. Yeah? That's the true relief. When there's a realization, I'm not an appearance, it doesn't mean it points to what you are. There's no pointing to what you are. That's it. I'm not that. That's the act of being what we are, which is seeing. Yeah? And then that remnants of feeling like a noun and putting everything in noun-verb interpretation will drop and you'll just realize the only way you know is by not knowing. Yeah? The true security is insecurity. Like we were talking before, you take a step and you find out that a step appears on that little thing. Was the step there first? Your mind likes to say it was. But basically, you take the step and then you find out that something catches you and then this and that, yeah? So it's finding out. Just like they say when you do in physics that the observer of the experiment influences the experiment totally. So when you're looking for a wave of light, you find waves. If you look for a point of light, you find points. So we're dreaming. We're the, like the camera of a dream. Yeah? Light is dreaming. It's like undifferentiated light going through a, a prism of lenses. And now it differentiates. And it experiences the differentiation through hearing, seeing, t- feeling, tasting, touching, and seeing thoughts and contemplating in this. Yeah? And so this is just like a a conveyor, and I don't mean this is a body, just the energetic whatever, not of this, projects a world. And so we appear in the world as an object. And the only solution to this is to realize you're not an object. So the importance isn't about, oh, something is appearing to me. What is that me that it's appearing to? Well, that me that it's appearing to is a me, and then what is it? A me that thinks it's a da-da-da, and you'll see that it's just self can't get out of self. And when you realize I'm not that, that's how you get out of it. And then what's producing questions in you gets squelched, because there's no need for a question anymore. Because the answer, there's no answer to any question. It's like getting a question about stillness, but you're on a, like a moving, one of those moving stairs, a moving uh, sidewalks at the airport. Oh, I know now, but you're still moving. Yeah? The no was meant to say, okay, everything is clear now and stopped, I know. No, but you're still moving, even in the pretense of thinking you know something. You know something, but the movement continues. Then you realize, geez, this is like the booby prize. Now, this is what I know. It's still moving. Moving, moving, moving. Yeah? And what arises in mind is not you. Yes? And what speaks for that not you is easily seen as not you. Because why? You see it. Yeah? The voice that sounds like it's you doesn't have the trance-like effect anymore because it's just the voice of a vocal cord of this body. Where did it become your voice? Only through the identification with the body as you. 
Now you said the sound of the body, that's my, that's my voice. And especially my accent. It's got a New York accent. It's my voice. It's, and this is my authority. I can trust this because it's me. There's verbing going on, and one of the verbs has a bonding effect. If your attention and interest gets into that verbing, it produces a sense of being the noun. You take yourself as a body. Yes? Now that's all fine and good, but it doesn't seem to be fine and good to that body that's taking itself. Yes? It doesn't. You're unhappy. Yeah? There's a dis-ease, there's irritability, restlessness. Now, of course, it searches for a solution, but it searches for it as that body, as that mind having a body. But the idea of the mind, you see, the mind's identified as a body, but it actually believes it's going to be lasting longer than the body. It really doesn't give a shit about the body. It actually believes it's sort of like a soul. Oh, I'm going to keep going, but it doesn't. It ends. When this body dies, the voice box of it shuts off. There is, when you die as a body, there isn't going to be any voice that sounds like yours saying, oh, I just died. There's not going to be any more observational activity going on. All that was presented by living. Yeah? It shuts off like that. I've died a few times, and I'm telling you. And, and just look at an extreme traumatic situation. When you're in an extreme traumatic situation, there is no voiceover. When something's really happening, there's no fear at all in the bowel. There isn't, yeah? You really usually respond unbelievably when the shit hits the fan, like in a physical situation, yeah? And then later the voice appears and starts commenting, you shouldn't have done that, Paul, that got you in this mess. Why did you go in the water that day? Or, blah, 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 and it starts, but in fact, it wasn't at the scene of the crime whatsoever, yeah? It's just a voiceover. It's a voice box, and that voice box is causing discontentment in you as this action figure, and you're speaking from that discontentment, seeking relief, but the only relief is from that action figure. Yeah? The only relief is from the action figure, not for the action figure. Because to get relief for the action figure will only promote only more questions as the action figure, to get relief for the action figure, and then a spiritual practice becomes another form of addiction. You do go here, and you feel better, and then you got to go to the next one, so you get a shot of feeling better, and so you feel tight, then you get loose a little bit, and then you want to feel, then you get more tight because you're not feeling the looseness all the time, so then you have to get loose again, and more tightness ensues, and the dualistic interpretation just keeps running its show. Yes? Close, far, disconnected, connected. I'm getting closer, but then I miss it. It's like that old game when you used to be kids, and they hide something in the backyard, and then someone would go, okay, start looking for the egg. And, and then that one person would be going, you're getting closer, you're getting warmer, warmer, warmer. You get, you're hot and you're, oh, oh, you're cold again, you're cold again. There's nothing there. <laughs> so there's a stubbornness about thinking you know or feeling you know what it's going to be like when you're absent. You don't know what it's even like when you're here. <laughs> you have no idea what it's like when you're absent. You don't even, we don't even know what it's like to be here, and yet we're thinking we'll, we know what it would be like when I'm absent. Find out. Yeah? It probably will not pan out the way your head has it. You're not going to be joyously free, bouncing around, by every muscle in your body with absolutely no stress, Every ligament working perfectly. You'll be able to leap, you know, hurdles and have sex for four hours and everything will be great and everyone will recognize how great you are in the body. Go, oh, you're so shiny and da-da-da. It may not be like that. You may have constipation. You may have, like, diarrhea at the most inopportune time. Yeah? You may have bad breath. Things may happen as this. It's not, it's not like <laughs> all that's going to be is the incessant onness of seeing will be the most obvious or the most emphasized aspect of what's going on and what's not going on. Yes? It will be the most emphasized aspect of what's going on and what's not going on. And there's no escape from its 
It's inevitability. Yeah? A lot of people are spending a lot of time trying to convince what's unconvincible. You could have a freaking mystic come here and perform a miracle, like teleport like a baby elephant from fucking Bangladesh and bring it here. And I'm telling you, in a few hours after you got home, you would have made it into something fucking else. Really. This thing is unconvincible. It can be convinced, but it's always going to be unconvinced. Yes? If you're waiting for that to agree with the opinions that you've been hearing from, or hearing, you're missing the whole fucking boat. It's recognizing you're not that. You're not that that has an itch to ask a question. You're not that, and you're not the itch. You're not that. It's arising, therefore it cannot possibly be you. If you want to have a ruler or a measurement, that's a damn good measurement. Like Huang Po said, whatever can be perceived, can't perceive. So whatever is seen cannot be representative of you, because you're unseen. Whatever, ever, can be perceived cannot possibly be a representative of what you are, because what you are is unseen, unseeable, never to be seen. It's not the, it's, you're not missing it because you're blind. It's not able to be seen. Yeah? So everything, and I mean everything, that arises is not inherently you. Now, maybe you entertain an idea, and what, how you try, find out is things that are easy to recognize as not you come up, and, you know, it's very clear. Then some maybe deeper sort of, quote-unquote, energetic knots arise, and there's a real flavorful, intense meaning about that. Well, you get to see that, and the same principle applies. I'm not that. You don't say it. It's a recognition of it, yes? And once you're not that, just like the biggest influencer of any experiment is the observer of it. Once that seeing this is there and is seeing it differently, that thing tends to take another form. The energy that was knotted up and you were taking it to be a real knot and you were trying all these knot-saving things, that thing that was seen as a knot by the seer, yes, given that meaning, changes. Then you see how much you are participating here, but not as Adana. How much you are participating here as mind. Yeah? There isn't you and a world. There isn't you and anything else. All there is is that. Yeah? How you see things is the meaning the mind has given it. The mind has given it that meaning probably from what it's based on. If it's based on the system of self-centeredness, that's the meaning you're going to be reacting to in life. And that meaning is going to reinforce the meaning you have of yourself. And there's no way you're going to get relief from that. It's a totally locked, closed-down system. Self can't get out of self. It has tons of escape hatches and tons of signs that point out, but none of them deliver the goods. Every escape, when you pop out of the escape hatch, you're back in another formulated prison. And it's a mobile prison, in a sense. Wherever you are, there it is. It's being constructed wherever you go. The next relationship, this and that, that and this. The prism of selfing will still be giving everything the meaning it has. You recognize that. I'm not that. It doesn't mean it doesn't broadcast it anymore, but the emphasis has shifted. The emphasis is on... I'm not that, what that is, which you can't know, and now you're in the, your emphasis is on the seeing, not what's being seen. So the foreground moves to the background, background moves to the foreground. The emphasis shifts, and the emphasis being on one thing was your imprisonment or bondage, which is nothing to be bonded, but the sense of being bonded. When the emphasis moves, that's the freedom. So there's no bondage, but there's a sense of being bonded here, and the sense of being freedom is just a shift of emphasis, really. When your interest and attention loses interest and attention to that, which you're not, what's going to flourish? The experience or the sense of being free from that.
what you're not. That's what's going to flourish you in this little time frame that you're here. You're going to travel lighter. It's that freaking simple. And you'll know the tree by the fruits. I don't care how many philosophies people offer. I want the goods, man. One thing I know about addicts, we're practical in a lot of ways. I'm not going to shoot up, shit, you know, shoot up baby powder for too long. I want some real narcotic. Yes? <laughs> I don't care about the ritual. I like shooting up. It was a ritual. But I do like a punch. You know, I want some coke in there. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you, the system of thought that I was... A, mine was not a very good one. It really doesn't do well in here, and it never is never done well trying to capture any of that. <laughs> so it was a failed system since it, this little thought helmet was put on. It really... Talk about downloads. Oh, the downloads now... No, no, the downloads are, uh, they don't come, thank God, they don't come through the thought, and the thoughts don't digest them. Usually when things would come into my life, my thoughts would digest it and try to, I know it, right? That's been circumvented, which is great. So a download just occurs, and it's like a flood of information, yeah? And it, it gets uh, digested by, I don't know what, but it's not my thinking, and then it gets regurgitated. And it shows itself through uh, the weeks and the months afterwards while I'm traveling. I see different fruit. What about like problem solving? Problem solving. Ooh, let's see. Well, you know, this thinking of what this mind is always good with spiritual concepts. I'm not that good with the worldly things. You know? And actually sometimes I don't, you know, I get stumped by the top of a bottle. I really do. I can't figure it out. Or like it's like a baby proof thing actually stops me from using that product. <laughs> really, a baby proof thing is like a like a mental tongue twister. I can't fucking figure it out. I got to get a little kid to do it for me. <laughs> you know. So I'm really retarded in a lot of ways. I'm just stumbling and bumbling through life. Okay, well, No, thinking has a value. Other people have talked about that. You know, Ramesh and those people, where they talk about it as psychological in the working mind. Yeah, the mind is very, you know, how to put things together and to connect A and B to create a, like a spark at C and stuff. Yeah. But that's basically what arises in this moment to deal with. It's the psychological yakking that has a comment about what happened. You know, that you should have known how to put that wiring better than you did and this and that. All of that activity is just, to me, is the selfing. And that has a purpose, which is to reinforce the idea of being a self. Yeah? It has a purpose, other than, let's say, a working thought has a purpose to put this nut on that bolt. Yes? And when the purpose is complete, the thinking stops, usually. This purpose is to reinforce the idea of a self, so it can't stop, because the selfing can never be real, Right? You can't make a real you, so it has to constantly be busy making. You know? You know, like what we talked about earlier, it has to keep spinning to make this imaginary planet Paul. If it stops, it's usually you'll have a free sample. There isn't a planet Paul. So that psychological thinking is incessantly on in a way because it has to keep making the illusion of being Paul. Yeah? So that's the difference for me with the thinking. But then, when you see that you're not that, it slows up dramatically. That's been my report. And then, when the thoughts are seen, which they are, the, uh, the importance and the emphasis have, has been withdrawn. So you have a, like, a built-in immunity now to the thoughts that used to drive you crazy. Yeah? There's like an immunity to them. You see the thought, and if you see a thought, it has a nature. It comes and goes. It's when it's held as my thought, that's when it's injected with time. 
So now to remind you of past thoughts, which now come up, and then it projects itself as a future possibility, which extends it in time. Yeah? So a thought that has the nature of coming and going, when claimed by the mental process, it now becomes a product of time. So it can seem to keep coming back and become obsessive and all this. Yeah? But its nature is to come and go. And you don't know where it's coming from, and you don't know where it's going to, do you? It just... I mean, I'm not sitting here going, I feel a thought from New York is coming. It's coming, and I, you know, I talk. I have no... It just shows up, you see it, and then it goes. But when you see it, and it's held to be yours, which is the act of selfing, the claiming, then it seems to be given a life in time, doesn't it? And it's extended. And your attention and interest instead of hitting it and moving on to the next event, is stuck with it. And then it goes with that in time, and then now you're unconscious to the next event. Yeah. So, in a way, the addiction to the, the idea of being a self causes you, in a sense, to be unconscious now. And, of course, if we're unconscious now, there's going to be a deep dissatisfaction, which the mind is going to react to, too, and say, I have an answer for that. Yeah, let's eat eight donuts or whatever, or Agendas, or watch three horror movies, or have some porno, or whatever it may be. And then the slavery actually starts manifesting outside. So, like for me, I notice people are having the effects of what's not happening in their lives. They're feeling very closed down and tight and worried about something that's not happening. And what occurs is it gets so bad they take a pill now to get relief from an imaginary problem. <laughs> it's mind-boggling, isn't it? And so now they take a pill, and maybe they think it'd be good to take a couple of pills, yes? And let's say they have the tendency towards addiction. Now they're addicted to the solution to an imaginary problem. <laughs> and that becomes a seeming real problem here, doesn't it? <laughs> and then you have to have a solution to that, and yet it all was begotten from an imaginary place called what's not happening. I've seen so many lives quote unquote ruined here based on what's not happening. I've seen so many lives that had reached sobriety go back to using and drinking because of what's not happening. In the mental realm, what's not happening has an incredible power if you're identified as a mental appearance, the self. I mean, you're dealing with some huge amount of force and yet it's not actually happening, in a way, yeah? So for me, that happened. That A lot of the thinking is in what's not happening. That gets dismissed, because you have a sense that it isn't happening, and it shuts it, it cuts it off pretty quickly, yeah? So, because it's presenting, it's creating a, it produces a facade and a stage, and of course you appear on it which is what gets your interest and attention into it. Yeah? But if you're not that, that appears in it, it's so obvious it's not happening because it's not happening. Yeah? So the immunity is immediate. You just, it's not happening. Okay. And then your attention leaves there and comes here. And then what's here, there's consciousness happening. There's contact, yes? And there's an awareness of that contact. So there's that present, that present awareness, which cannot be found in the past and the future. Because it's the present awareness, yeah? It's only present here, seemingly, in this awareness of now. So, in the mind, in the past and the future, you're basically on your own. You're just that self, yeah? And it's getting attacked, like in Course in Miracles, it had a beautiful lesson that says, my attack thoughts are attacking my invulnerability. So your invulnerability is the absolute state. But... What you're taking yourself is definitely open to attack, and that's what's happening. <coughs> Thoughts are are being are like a form of attack on that edifice called Paul or Donna. Yes? And so you're totally, totally living under siege. Even when there's a great day, a few all it takes is three or four thoughts to ruin it for most people. Or maybe they're in a loving situation, but they say they don't deserve it. That's there it goes. Yeah, I mean the 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 reflexive contraction of mind and self is amazing. It's such a habit now; it's constantly contracting, 
and this expresses its contraction in the body. And that's why you call that iron ball, you know, that little hole people feel, or they have that iron ball in their gut. That's like the contraction of mind. Yeah. That's the root of selfing. Yeah. This contraction. Yeah. It sometimes opens only to contract again. And even the openings are used to make it more painful when it's contracted. Most people much rather just be numb to it. And that's what most of us are doing. We're totally dissociated and just walking around trying to stay numb to this by getting involved in all these that's, yeah? I mean, you just keep distracted. But that is the self thing, yeah? That contraction manifesting in this realm. That's like what happens with space when it's compressed in the vice of past and future in the mental realm, yeah? Because even if it's really good now, it may not be good later. Or it's really not good now and it was so much better before. Yeah? It's just compressing us into this ball of contraction, isn't it? Not us. But the mind, whatever. And then the body just expresses it. Yes, definitely. Yes. But it it takes its cues from the brain. And the brain can be living in what's not happening. Because it starts there. The self starts in what's not happening. As you know, right? Yeah, it'll do a whole lot better with that mother hen off it, that's for sure. It will. It hasn't had a fucking breath. <laughs> it's constantly under mental scrutiny, isn't it? Your hair's not good enough, your face, you need a plastic surgery, or blah, 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 isn't it? Bad hair days every week, you know, or whatever. Some kind of excuse. It's always finding fault. Then it promises you, if you do this and get that, then you'll be okay. But how long is that left? It's on to the next thing. So it's never going to stop. But what fuels it is your interest and attention. It has no paint in its brush. You provide the paint. It has an, an instinctual stroke. But what's causing it to the painting to come alive is your color. That's your interest and your attention. It's not, if you're hoping to change its stroke, good luck. It's like a snake's going to bite you, no matter how nice you are to it. It's a snake. So its stroking, making this place seem real, is going to occur. But it's the color of your attention and interest that gives it that depth, that sense of being real. Because once the interest and attention is removed, you don't get the sense it's real. So was that providing you the sense of it being real? No. You were providing it its sense of reality. When this changes, you'll see it's not real. Yeah. But who's the you? Hmm? Um, <laughs> whatever. Yes, remember the language. Where does the power from this come from? Hmm? You say, you, where does this power come from? To Nowhere. To destroy, to uh, crush, you know, to separate, to create such suffering. This, this power... Where is it? If I don't exist, I'm not doing it. It's happening. Okay, it's happening. Just like anything else is happening. Like that chair is happening. Like that tree is happening. It's all happening. Only this happening is selfing. And it's like, it's almost like a form of evil. It's, it's like, it's dealing in death. It's yeah. <laughs> dealing in death. Isn't it? Why not just recognize what it isn't, which is it isn't you? Why do you want to know what it is? Well, recognize what it isn't. That may be just mine being curious. Why do you want to know what it is? Just recognize what it isn't. Because look at the effects. <laughs> I know. But the effects are only on other appearances, honey. Look at the space. You go to where you think you did the most heinous act of your life. 
Do you see it there in the space? Do you? No. No. So yes, we huff and puff and we blow the imaginary houses down here, but it has no effect on the big mansion, the spacious one. Yeah? I'd rather know what I'm not than what it is. I don't, yeah? Yeah, there's just that last sentence you, you said something about the you, and again, it just, it was like, it was like somehow over here, the, the message is that, and I know it's not what you're saying, but this is how I'm hearing it. Somehow I'm I doing it. Somehow we're doing it. You know, somehow we are selfing. But we're not. It's happening. And it's happening in each one of these body minds, seemingly, you know, it's outside of our, our, our control. And what is that influence? What is that activity? What is that energy which seems to be uh, happening in this very destructive way? Well, why not just, for me, all the information about it distilled into one bit, which is I'm not that. Any information I've ever had of it was distilled into one overriding statement. I'm not that. Yes? But in the end, but in the end, there's no separation between the space and what's appearing in space. But that's conceptualized for you. That's not helping you at all. Well, yeah, but it's all that's also not helping you at all. Don't you want it just to feel an ease and comfort now? Of course. There you go. Yeah, so, so... Why do you want information about all things and everything when you just want to feel more comfortable? Well, I don't know if it's all things. There's this, this, Whatever. There's this curiosity about... It's, the curiosity killed the cat. This, ta- this one actually enlivens the cat. This curiosity. It gives it nine lives. <laughs> selfing will selfing will selfing will selfing. Really, it will. That curiosity will give your selfing nine lives. I think that's true. So for me, a lot of stuff doesn't mean anything. All I like is seeing. Yeah? It's just a nice way to travel. Seeing. I learned as much as I needed to know, and what that was is I'm not that, which I'm learning about, and then that was the end of my learning. Now it's all finding out. Yeah? I don't need to know what's doing this or not doing that. I don't care, really. All I need to know is what I'm not. And in that knowing what I'm not is the act of being what I am. And that act of being what I am obviously was the answer I was looking for because I'm not looking for any more answers. Yeah? So obviously, that was the one. A lot of times you'll know the problem by the solution. Yeah? You'll fall upon something and then a lot of things will cease being emphasized and you know you're on to something. That's how you find out. Yeah? I was like, I used to go, I didn't ask questions, but I was very seriously wanting to know what was going on. But to me, that wanting to know is like, is a form of seeking, yes, of that mind trapped in selfing in a way. It's wanting to know with the hopes that would lead it out of somewhere, but it can't get out of what it's not in. That's the selfing, yeah? Selfing can't get out of self. You are not a self, so you can't get out of selfing. Yeah? It's just a seeing of selfing. And if, it, if it's seen and it's not implied to be you, there's a freedom from that. Yeah? Your attention and interest is not about vanquishing the greatest foe. You see, there's no fight. Everything is going on, and it doesn't seem like there's an ever a beginning or an end to it. It's just going on. And then now you're going on. And there you go. Yeah. The big question now is, you know, where am I going to eat? Or how's the surf? Or something like that. Yeah. No, no pondering of any great <laughs> thing. <laughs> really?
freedom is from the need to be liberated, really. <laughs> really. You're free from that need to be liberated. Selfing is dying to be liberated from selfing. That's some of that's some of its greatest exquisite suffering. Yeah? If you didn't if you had acceptance of where you are, would there be any drive to get out of it? No. It's thinking that it could be different that drives you crazy. Always hoping that the next turn is going to be beautiful and there'll be an open house I can just move in and they'll never evict me out of that house. And everything will be cool. I'll finally have arrived. There's no arrival point. There's just going on, yes? When you put Donna down, you'll see that Donna was just another piece of mental luggage. Well, you like to get caught in the vernacular of stuff, but if you if you get caught by the words and miss the conveyance of the message, then you're missing the whole boat. Because no one here is going to speak perfect English to present this information because it's a subjective language used by objects. But there's no... I, and I know you know this, and I know you said this, but there's no... But it does, again, if something over here responds to that thing, you know, the self... When Donna gets put down somehow, very mysteriously, completely out of my seeming control. Yes. Well, what you need to do is then get the tapes and edit them. Like I know people in recovery, they don't like the word God, so they go and cross out the word God in the book. Or they don't like that it's put in he, so they make it all she's. So whatever you need to do. Doctor the, uh, the, the tapes. And so when someone says, I surrender, just but surrender. It will work for you. You know, I want if I spent time trying to figure out how to say everything, it'd be point. You'd miss the whole boat. Yeah, it's not the the words are just a vehicle for something, an energetic something. That's the message. The words are just a like a faulty pickup truck trying to carry a pristine piece of gold. Yeah, you can kick the tires of the truck, but if you if you can if you get caught up in the how it's delivered and miss the delivery. The whole point is the delivery. Yeah? It's like the old story about finding the other shore. So you take a raft and you get to the other shore. Well, when you reach the other shore, would you walk around with that raft on your head? So it's done its job. Maybe you'd push it back to the other shore if you thought other people were there, and then they could take it to the other shore. But, I mean, the raft would have been done. The language has only a very short uh, purpose, which is to be a vehicle or like a catalyst to bring about an as- a sense. Yeah, that's its point. But the, you know, if you get stuck on the catalyst or the vehicle, and you want to check the tires, maybe just look at the gold on the back. Take that in. So, like, if you were thirsty, would you judge if the person brought you, you know, the, the water with a green shirt or a red shirt? Like, if you were drowning, would you... I can't take a red preserver. I only like the Seth Green preservers. You would receive... And there was no you, but there would be a receiving of the preserver. The preserver is not important how the preserver looks at what what it does. Words are just a vehicle to bring about a conveyance of something. Or these meetings. It's meant to sort of stir a little stew where a souffle gets made. And then you feed on that. The words, to go home with the words, you got the booby prize. Yeah. Like sense it now. Sense the space in the room. That's the 24 carat that you can't touch. Yeah. If a word gives you a trouble, then just hopefully you can overlook it. Just look at what's happening. Feel it. But if you get stuck on that, you're probably going to continue to get stuck on it. Because it's hard to speak here without speaking from the, what is it called, the first person something, whatever. It's difficult to say anything. We'd just be sitting there going, surrender, not surrender, nothing. <laughs> really, really. If you're going to capture in word, it would have to be nothing said. <laughs> we could do that. I could eat while we were doing that. That would be good.
I think Ramana tried that. It didn't work out well for everyone. I'm used to not saying anything. Then I decided to talk because people weren't getting That distracts it from everything. Yeah. That's what I like. There's a purpose to it. It's not just a habit out of nothing, in a sense. There's a purpose to its little thing here, though, in a way. It does. Its 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 direction in its script is to produce a sense of self. Yeah, that's why it's, I don't. Who knows why? I don't even go there. But that's it. Seems to be its nature. I mean, I've looked at it, and that seems to be its underlying drive is to keep writing you in the story of life as an action figure, yeah. Even with this stuff, it keeps trying to write you in. You know, it's always going to be about you, or not you. No, it isn't. Conditioning is going to play out. Yes. It's just there won't be so much emphasis on it because it's not you. It doesn't mean it all stops to a halt. This has its own uh, proclivities and tendencies. Yes. They're not of you. I understand, that, but, but mm-hmm. what I'm saying is that, that the condition itself, <coughs> it's like uh, the, the condition of addiction. The condition of addiction is, is transparent unless... It's acted out, right? It's unknown unless it's acted out, unless there is a drug usage or alcohol usage. So, uh, you know, when we go through life and we discriminate, we act it out. Yeah, yeah. So the life presents these sort of supposed choices. All these things are right here of equal value. But one damn thing is of immense value because it's my thing. Yes, it's yeah. Yeah, exactly. See, the thing is, the drive for it to be, to have also, but you'll have a tendency to have value in something, and you can recognize it's not the my, but that still will be there. Like, I'd rather surf than do something else. Yeah, and that's just the conditioning of this of this place. It has nothing to do with what's going on. Yeah, It's how it's being used by the mind to make up a sense of a noun. That's when it's difficult. But a lot of this stuff will keep on going, but there's no, it's not being used to make up anything. Yeah, you just have a hey, I like these things yeah, better like than I like chocolate bars. There's absolutely no thought about that. It's just obvious. I like these things better than chocolate bars. Yeah. Now, who is this I that likes those things? It's obviously it's not us. Yeah. Hopefully it will be, or it is, and therefore there's liking or not liking these bars. Like not a big, it's not a big deal. It's just what happens here, yeah. But it's when the head 
is claiming it to say that it's the one that's doing the discrimination because you're not doing the discrimination. The mind's doing discrimination, yes? You are not. There's no you doing anything. Yet, the mind wants to imply there is one. And that's when what it's doing takes a form called you. And that's when you get bonded to the idea of being a separate entity, yes? And now, that identification dictates the meaning that life's going to be given by you, yes? Or by mind, but it's going, going through the lens of you, yeah? the selfing lens. And you're going to be, in a sense, probably unconscious to that, and you're going to be reacting as if it's real, and it's really happening to you. That's sort of the dream, yeah? of being an individual. This is about, if you could just stay, take a step back and just what ingredient is in all and every event here is a seeing. So seeing is the context, or if you want to use it, it's prior to, it precedes, whatever. But it's, let's say, the context of all things. When you notice that, there's, there's a flavor that, aha, I'm that. Yeah? I am that which can't be known. I am that which is always there, yet never seen. I am that which allows the other thing of I am not that. What's being presented by mind as being me, or I am made up of the composites of all my activities, so to speak, and that comprises in a sense of this is who Paul is. He's, this, 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 this is all just made up, like taking mental blocks and making up a little thing called Paul. Yeah. When that is sensed or entertained, it can go either way. This, and then I'm not that. Or you can, add this activity of being that, you start entertaining the question, I'm not that. You start looking at, hey, maybe I'm not that. It goes to the same place, yeah? Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same place. So, But the activities of mind are still selfing. Selfing can go on. But the, the emphasis has shifted. Yeah? The selfing is now the background, and and the presence or the context is the foreground. Where, when the context is the background, it's not noted at all. When it's the foreground, it's sensed and, pre- and sensed as a presence. When it's in the background and all the things that are appearing are in the foreground, it's basically not noticed. You're unconscious to it, yeah, because your mind's absorbed in what's going on with all the appearances, and what all those things that are happening with the appearances mean to you as an appearance. But this way, when the context is noted, it doesn't disappear what's appearing, it's just, it's shifted to the background. So things are happening just as they've always seemed to happen, but they're not happening to a you. Nor are they happening from a you. It's a slight little difference, but it makes all the difference in a world. It makes a world of difference, actually. The world will be of difference when it's entertained that way. Yeah? It's not like a lot of work after that. (laughs) You're not like, I've got to figure this out. There's no figuring it out. It's clear as day, in a sense. I'm not that, and that's that. Or I am this, and that's that. However way it wants to go, but it's, that's that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, A lot of people want to know why they're fucked. Yeah, they do. And what we call it is self-knowledge, which is knowledge about your conditioned in a way that's claimed by the idea of being a self. This is how I view it. And when when knowledge, see, knowledge has value. Yes, it can inform you of something, hopefully of something that you're not, that's been taken to be you. But when the knowledge is claimed by the selfing itself, yes, it neuters the knowledge. Because that knowledge is never going to free you from the bondage to the idea of self, because self has claimed that knowledge. It's already put its stamp on it. It's neutered it. Yeah. So the more you try to understand about self as a self, 
it can only lead you to a point of giving up. Because the more knowledge you amass about it as a self, the more suffering you'll probably have. Because it gets really uncomfortable to see what you're not as what you think you are. <laughs> yeah? It's not seeing what it, it, as what it's not. It's, trying, it's seeing itself as what it thinks it is. It's painful. That's why you got loaded. That's why people are trying to distract themselves. They don't really want to know the picture the mind has made of them. Yeah? They really wouldn't want to see that original self-face. There's a lot of guilt and shame and a lot of other stuff that's on there. Yeah? So it's busily getting loaded and doing this to distract yourself. But knowledge has value. And to me, the knowledge, it's like a, a professor of holes. What's the point to know holes unless it stops you from falling in them? I don't want to be an expert on holes. Yeah? I want to have tell you, hey, so that you wouldn't fall in a hole. Yeah? So knowledge, to me, about self only has one value, which is I'm not that. Yeah? But when that I'm not that takes over and wants to know about I'm not that, it will drive the thing that you're not fucking crazy. And it will probably drive me crazy (laughs) trying to talk to you. But I'm not that me. (laughs) Nor are you the you that's doing this. I hope we don't have to say that every fucking time because it'll be like... Just like in recovery, people, they entertain this idea that they're not a self, so they don't want to say they're an alcoholic because they think that's identifying with them. Who the fuck is fucking crazy? It's just words. Nothing has the ability to make you identify with anything. Nothing. You can say you're an alcoholic to your blue in your face. It's not going to make you an alcoholic as a body and a person if you woke up, yeah? You have an immunity to it. An immunity to it means you can wear everything loosely. You don't have to put on a certain garb and be buttoned up and be perfect in that look. That's another form of slavery. That's turning the problem into a form of, uh, the solution into a form of slavery. The solution is messy. It's verbing, yes? It's living. There's a freedom in it. It's not about putting on another stuffed shirt and being right. It's about realizing there's no one that's wrong. Yeah? I had a thing in AA. I used to go to this meeting in Chiang Mai, and they were a bunch of characters. They never did any steps or anything. All they did was not drink, which is successful. But they'd have sex addictions, and they didn't even read, wouldn't even read the steps or the meetings. They were like fucking crazy. And they didn't particularly like me when I was there, because I was sort of into the program. And I didn't like them, because really, I thought they weren't doing it right. And so after a couple of months of going there, when I was over there, I finally hit me. I said, you know what? I shared with them. I said, you know, for me to be right, you don't have to be wrong. And for you to be right, I don't have to be wrong. You know? To you, you're right. And to me, I'm right about the program. So there you go. So give me the space. I earned this seat, and you got the seat that you earned. Yeah? Oh, it's really nice. I'm not one for the, the, the letter of the law. I just like the feeling of freedom, a sense of presence. That's what I like. Everything else is just fucking filler to me. Yeah? Wanting to know is the booby prize. When knowing is the booby prize. If it doesn't translate to an ease and comfort, what's the point of it? Do you need ease and comfort as all there is is consciousness? Do you need that? All there is is consciousness is not ease and comfort does not need ease and comfort. This action figure needs ease and comfort, yeah? The value of truth that you're not this actually benefits what you're not the most of anything. Yeah? The appearance of what you're not will travel lighter. Passed out time yet? Or no. Did I owe any time to anyone from yesterday? Anyone felt shortchanged? I think we went over half an hour. You want some more time? Let's say it up. How many? Yeah. Did we get enough yet? No. What? Oh no. 
No, in this case, these are mine. Paul thinks those are his, but no. They're both named Paul. They're both named Paul, and I'm taking them both. No, no, no. Any other questions? Everyone's cool, eh? See, something works when we're together, eh? It's a nice little energy, nice meal. Maybe it isn't for you, I don't know. For me it is. That's why I come here. Mm. Seriously. I get fed every time. Yeah. Right? Yeah? Because there's a finding out aspect to it. It's great. I never think of anything to say. You just said, yeah, I may have been looking at the sports page before we came here, <laughs> damning the Celtics for losing. And then you come here and something. Your seat assignment overrides wherever you believe you may be. And then something occurs. There you go. I mean, finding out is a great form of knowledge, really. If you entertain this, you must have seen something change. You feel a lot lighter. Yes? How much more do you fucking want? Yeah? Just go for that. <laughs> Just let that, that wanting, that lighter will get more lighter. Yeah, but if you start chewing on it, is this the lightest of light? You know, whatever. Fuck it. You know, I missed the whole meal. Yeah. Your face has changed so much since last year. It's really great. As a Brahmana, I'm really happy. Because I remember when you came in last year. Because uh, I look at what's happening usually, you know, occasionally. I could see everyone getting cooked, you know? Oh, it's really good. What's next? Dinner. Dinner, yeah. You can sit here quietly if you like. I rarely really do that. Ah, no, it's not too. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was just getting going, eh? <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate it.